I'm Jason Ariola, and this is Rock Out With Your Card Out. This week on Rock Out With Your Card Out, I decided I'm going to go ahead and do something that I haven't done in quite a while, and that is sort of compare soundtracks. If you think back to episode two, or have listened to that recently, or remember it at all, I originally compared Mega Man X's Maverick Hunter X soundtrack to the original Super Nintendo version. Now, of course, I also had a co-host at the time who was a little bit more knowledgeable of music uh, in a way. So this is going to be a little bit different, just more kind of comparing and contrasting a little bit more than any sort of like a judgment, I suppose, per se. So uh, the album we're going to be covering today is actually Super Mario Land Arranged. Super Mario Land Arranged was put out September 1st, 1989 in Japan. It never left Japan as best as I know, but I'm sure, you know, some copies managed to get over here. I'm actually looking at the back of the disc right now, or the CD case itself, and it is all in Japanese, so I'd imagine there's probably not a U.S. printing. I've never seen one, so anyway. The soundtrack itself was originally composed by Hip Tanaka, and the covers, I suppose, or the recompositions, rearrangings, however you want to word it, was done by Ikuro Fujiwara, and it was performed by the Mario Freaks Orchestra. I don't know who they are or who makes them up, but I suppose we've just got to kind of deal with that fact that might be lost of history for the time being. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead and let's listen to the first little bit here. So the first thing we're going to do is listen to the Mario Land ground theme, and right after that will be the Mario Adventures 1, the main background, the 1.
So while the Super Mario Land ground theme is, I would say, certainly memorable, it's a good, good track, it's just one of those things that it kind of gets lost in the shuffle of Mario music in a way. I don't think it's like you know, obscure by any stretch of the imagination, but it's not really one that I hear that comes up pretty frequently, even though for me, it was a huge Mario Brothers thing because that was, I think, yeah, that was the first Mario game I owned personally. When I got my Game Boy in 89, that and Tetris were the two games I got it with, and we didn't even own an NES at the time. I had played Super Mario Brothers, but Super Mario Land's music is just something that's always stuck out for me just because of that. It was my first real video game system, and Mario Land was my first Mario game, even though it's an oddball Mario game. Now, the rearrangement here, I really like it. It almost sounds like a like an anime opening, kind of. Uh, it's, it's very, like, big bandy, but it's also, like, late 80s as shit in that sense. There's just a lot of instrumentation that kind of is of that era, and even the sound quality, um, as far as, like, the recording goes, it even sounds like that very much. It's, it's a little strange, but I gotta say, this is one hell of a way to kind of bring that composition up into, like, full orchestration. It's really good stuff. Now, speaking of really good stuff, we're actually going to move on to the Muda Kingdom theme, which is my favorite piece from Super Mario Land. If you go back and listen to the episode of Rock Out With Your Card Out, I did, ooh, oh jeez, God, it's probably going to be about a year by now, where I covered some stuff from the first year of the Game Boy's life. This was the track that I picked that was definitely my favorite from Super Mario Land. So, so we're going to listen to the Muda Kingdom theme, and right after that is Mario Adventures 2, the main background music number two from the rearranged album, or the arranged album. <laughs> Thank you. 
All right, that was the Muda theme, or Muda Kingdom theme, whatever it is, anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's my favorite one. I don't even know the name of it off the top of my head. Good stuff, huh, Jason? Anyway, so yeah, so I really like that one. It is absolutely one of those ones that has never really left my brain as far as just Mario music goes. It's an absolute just classic in my head, and I want to say it's my favorite piece of Mario music because it's, it's a little hard to kind of pin down, but it's definitely up there like top five for me, so... This arrangement is, I like it a lot. I really like the guitar kind of lead there for a while. And then the big horn section is a weird, I want to say it's a weird choice. It just kind of seems to come from nowhere and really brings this thing into a weird zone. But I dig this arrangement. It is not, I don't want to say it's not as good as the original. As far as my taste goes, I prefer the chiptune version to the rearranged version. Again, just my taste. But, and again, you know, you're kind of, Comparing the thing, like one of my favorite pieces of Mara music, and doing something different with it, and stylistically very, very different than the chiptune version, I feel. But again, not really a musician, so I don't know if that makes a whole lot of sense, or if it is stylistically kind of the same. It just doesn't sound like it to me. So, so why don't we just go ahead and we'll move on to the next one. And that next one is the Eastern Kingdom theme. And that is also called the Underground on the Arranged Albums track listing. <laughs> Thank you. 
So if you know me well enough, um, you might know I'm really into Ancient Egypt, and you might think, well, Jason, why isn't this your favorite track? Well, honestly, it's because it's a little repetitive, and there's not really much to it. If I don't know. I, I don't know what else you could have really done to it with a chiptune thing, but I'm sure there's something that could have been done, but I'm sure uh, you know, Hip Tanaka was under a little bit of constraint as far as technology and time goes, so I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, because the dude's an amazing artist, and I'm certainly not going to question his abilities, because that would be foolish of me when I can barely get a podcast together in any sort of cohesive fashion. So, the rearrangement, on the other hand, now we're talking. This is some good stuff, really adding a little more depth to this soundtrack, or this track in particular, because what I feel the original Eastern Kingdom like theme song is lacking is really anything beyond, you know, the, just a simple hook of it. There's really nothing else to it. This expands on it quite a bit. It uses that instrumentation that just really gives you that, you know, exploring a pyramid or some kind of ancient temple sort of vibe that I just absolutely dig. Now, granted, this would also fit in very well in, say, an Aladdin soundtrack of some sort, because, boy, it does kind of sound like that in some instances, but... I don't want to derail from how good this arrangement is. I really like this damn thing, and... I don't know, it really just makes me, like, think of exploring a pyramid or some kind of like ancient temple in the desert or something like that and i suppose that's exactly the vibe it was going for it you know it's kind of what you're doing you're underground and you're you see a bunch of like hieroglyphs in the background and stuff you know i would really like to see mario land remade just to see kind of some of this imagery in there so anyway why don't we go ahead and move on to the next track so the next track is the marine pop and sky pop stages theme and that is called shooting in the arranged album <laughs> Thank you. 
So the Marine Pop and Sky Pop theme, it's a little, um, you know, it's very evocative of a Mario thing. You hear that and you just immediately think, oh, that's probably from a Mario game. And there's not really, I want to say, a whole lot to it, but it's it's a catchy little ditty. Now, the arranged version of this shooting is, boy, oh boy, if... I think the best way I can describe it is Caribbean funk. It's just really, really cool sounding and takes a, you know, rather, I don't want to say insubstantial kind of small track and really gives it a whole new lease on life. It really, really fleshes this thing out. And I think that's kind of the benefit of this whole album and why I wanted to put it out there. I don't actually have a physical copy of this album myself, of course, because uh, the last time I saw one on eBay, it was up for about $800 and uh, daddy don't make that kind of money on Patreon. So uh, yeah, if you really want me to get a physical copy uh you're gonna have to kick in like 800 bucks to me and we'll see if we can make that happen so yeah but anyway i really dig this thing and this is one of those albums that i would listen to occasionally just to be like oh man this is this is a cool take on mario music i just don't feel like you get arrangements of this caliber from that era while this stuff is you know not relatively, this is completely contemporary at the time. You know, Mario Land came out in 89 with the Game Boy, and this album came out in 89, so it is just right on the nose, and just taking these pretty minor compositions with that are very memorable, but also, I don't want to say not as important at times. It seems like in the Mario um, pantheon of music, but it seems like this soundtrack gets forgotten pretty quickly most of the time. So having a little bit of a, a love fest for the originals by expanding on them and putting kind of unique spins on them a little bit i think is just what this album does so so well and this track in particular i feel really nails that feeling and the next track we're going to be listening to is the chai kingdom theme and in the arranged album that is just called chinese yeah just chinese so um you probably you probably got a good sense of what you're in for but anyway here it is
so that was the Chai Kingdom theme, and yeah, again, if, um, yeah, the, the fact that the rearranged album version is called Chinese, that should give you the exact vibe of what they were shooting for, and boy, did they really nail it home with every stereotypical sound you can possibly get. Uh, I like it, it's kind of pretty, I guess, for a chiptune theme, but it's, I don't want to say it's a little obvious, but maybe it's a little obvious. I don't know. Again, it's its whatever. It's its Mario Land thing, and so while certainly not the most memorable of the tracks here, it's at least put together well, so there's that. And, um, Chinese. Um, boy. Look, I kind of like it. It's pretty, but it just really, really, really doubles down on that just obvious instrumentation it's going for. All in all, this thing sounds good, but there is nothing surprising about this track in the least. As much as I kind of enjoy listening to this and, you know, this type of music is nice and relaxing to listen to a lot of the times, the just, I don't want to say like stereotypical, like, you know, you literally have a gong sound in this damn thing. It's like, come on, guys, really? You just, you could have done something a little different with this, but yeah, uh, Again, it's pretty, but it's probably towards the bottom as far as which of my favorites this is on this album, and the Chai Kingdom theme in general kind of is too. It's just a little too obvious. Even me as a kid, you know, having seen uh, Big Bird Goes to China, I was like, oh, wow, okay, this is just what everybody thinks uh, Chinese music sounds like, right? Cool, all right, so... All right, and we are going to go on to our next track here, and that is the Invincibility theme, and that is called Muteki on the Arranged album.
I'm 100% sure you've probably thought to yourself, if you've ever heard that before, like, hey, I know that music from somewhere. Let me go ahead and, I guess, not educate you, but tell you where it's from. That particular thing is Can Can by Jacques Offenbach, and I believe that came out in like the 1840s. So yeah, uh, hip to knock a criminal a little bit off somebody else here for something, but it's catchy. Um, and I probably originally heard it on a Looney Tunes or Mickey Mouse cartoon of some sort when I was a kid. I'm willing to bet it was a Looney Tunes cartoon because I, yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like I watched those cartoons more than I did Mickey Mouse cartoons, so that's probably where I got it from, so... Yeah. Anyway, the rearranged version is pretty much literally just a rearrangement in, uh, let's say, a little bit less orchestra-heavy uh, version of Can Can. The first time I heard it, I was like, wait a second, oh, that's where I know that from. I, have a, I had a hard time placing the invincibility theme from Mario Land for some reason until I heard this and I was like, oh, jackpot, that's where that is. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, that's, um, yeah, I don't have a whole lot to say about that. I think it's a catchy little ditty, um, you know, but I always have uh, images of, like, you know, women in these big dresses with feathers on their hat, like, you know, kicking their legs up and stuff. So it's a little, it's a little hard to get that imagery out of my head when I'm listening to this track. All right, so let's go ahead and let's move on to the next track, and that is the boss theme. And the arranged version of that will be Fight with the Enemy, Enemy Transformation from, you know, the arranged album. Yeah, I said that before that, so I guess I really did need to keep going. I'm just going to shut up and let's play the music, huh?
All right, so that boss battle theme's uh, you know fairly simple, but it does invoke a like a great sense of danger that this is going to be tense. Unfortunately, um, you know if you've played Super Mario Land more than once, it's probably actually not that tense, and it's not that difficult to get through the bosses. I know as a kid, I maybe had a hard time with them once or twice, but uh, yeah, the music sort of doesn't really add up to the same level of tension that the music builds. Um, now, as far as the rearranged version, boy, does that really flip you out of your head. You're like thinking for the first third, it's going to do one thing just over and over and over. Then it gives you a whole new segment, um, adds in a bunch of like different sounds. And then about another third of the way through, it just does it again. And boy, oh boy, does it really kind of just reek of just tension and kind of creepy. You know, something's like tough right now. You can almost, I hate to kind of go back to that anime thing, but go right back to that anime theme of, you know, something like harrowing going on at the moment on the screen. It's definitely one of those things that I feel evokes a very specific emotion, maybe in a very specific age group, such as myself, where you grew up watching a certain style and era of anime kind of to kick things off and when you think of something like this, this is kind of where it leads you mentally so yeah it's boy i mean this is definitely not my favorite track on the album but i think as far as arrangements goes this might be my favorite rearrangement just because of everything that they threw into this like seven second loop of a track and just really stretched it out and made it interesting throughout three some odd minutes of play and i feel that's the strongest like kind of advantage of having these arrange albums here that you can take these rather simple tracks and really like expand upon them, give them new life, and just add possibly a whole new audience to them. Unfortunately, the era this came out in probably made it a little hard to actually get a hold of this thing, and considering it never came to the United States, I'm sure it also limited its audience and its pickup. I'm sure people have heard of this thing before, I just feel like it doesn't really come up enough, and it's really a great album, and this track in particular really makes me feel like this album is just a solid, solid piece of music, or compilation of music, however you want to word it, and just should be celebrated a little bit more for just how good it is and the things it does with these simple, simple Game Boy tracks. Alright, let's go ahead and let's move on to the next one, and that is Rescuing Daisy. And uh, in the arranged version, that is called O Daisy. That's O exclamation point Daisy. So, yeah. Anyway, here it is.
rescuing Daisy does a little bit of a psych out thing there where you think you are rescuing Daisy and then she turns into an enemy and then kind of bounces off or that thing the enemy bounces off yeah anyway so it's just this kind of I guess turning things on its head a little bit from Super Mario World where you know you every four levels you rescue a toad and tells you the princess is in another castle and then you get to um this and it's just like hey oh my god there's actually actually the princess i'm supposed to oh no oh geez okay that's even worse than i was expecting so <laughs> yeah um now as far as the arranged version it starts off rather pretty and then it turns into sounding like something that belongs at somebody's prom a very bad prom i boy i don't know like i don't want to shit on this but i am not a particular fan of this just because the stereotypical like prom music that you hear is mostly awful and is kind of lambasted for a reason for the most part just this kind of wishy-washy you know wussy rock sort of thing and that's kind of what this is um yeah so not really much else to say about it so why don't we just go ahead and let's move on to the last one we're going to be covering today and that is the end credits theme, which is just simply called Ending in the Arranged Album. So, yeah, here it is. Thank you. 
so that was the ending theme slash ending so the ending theme brings back that uh daisy thing and just actually plays it out to a little bit more i did actually play this on the game boy episode i did uh, about a year ago and that was another one of those tracks that i really really enjoyed and probably is i want to say might be my favorite actually i might like it more than the muda kingdom theme i don't know i think you can kind of flip a coin on that any given day and i'm not going to be upset with the results as to which of those two is my favorite so yeah it's just a catchy little like oh man i did it i did it and then kind of thinking back like oh that actually wasn't as difficult as i thought it would be and i'm not as elated as I thought I would be, but the music does kind of give you a nice little sense of elation. So there's that. The arranged version is good, and I like it a whole lot. There's, I don't know, just the instrumentation of it, the guitar kind of wailing through, but not like crazy or anything. It's really good stuff, and it's a nice way to take out this album. I really feel that the soundtrack in general is pretty good, and having something like this album kind of expanding upon the music from here and giving it a little bit more oomph i think is something that's really beneficial to the soundtrack as a whole so yeah i mean for the most part i actually kind of prefer the arranged but there are some things like the muda kingdom actually kind of kind of like the original more and the original version of this i might actually like a little bit more too not to take anything away from those two arranged versions but you know those are two just things that are just enlarged in my head as mario music so yeah anyway that'll wrap up this episode of rock out with your card out i appreciate you sticking with me through this and listening to it so um head on over to patreon.com if you have listened to my spiel before why don't you go ahead and just hang in there for a second because i've changed things a little bit now it used to be for five dollars a month you would get access to a whole bunch of stuff i have lowered the tier to the like most basic tier being three dollars and with that tier you get access to the bonus episodes of rocket with your card out you get access to the bonus segments at the beginning and end of multimedia failure you will get early access to all of the shows that we go up as they go up um as far as my editing uh time wise goes <laughs> and you also get the rss feed so you can get all of the podcasts in one handy feed and you will also get all of them at a higher quality audio rate so for everything except a shout out on the show that you would get for five dollars you can now get it for three dollars i'm hoping to do that to attract some more kind of patreon backers because um at the moment i am currently not working so anything would be rather helpful at this point so i'm hoping uh throwing out a few more podcasts while i'm in this interim of not working would be very very uh very helpful uh, to your boy here, and the more I see, I feel like the more I can probably get done. I've got a couple uh, things I've got lined up here, and we've also got a new podcast in the work on the Games and Junk Network, and yeah. Uh, as I mentioned, the $5 tier still gets you a shout-out, so I still want to shout-out to Vanessa Cahill, John Lucero, Alex Messenger, who was my guest on the last episode, and Josh Carpenter. So, you four, I really appreciate you sticking with me as far as the $5 tier goes, and I hope you do, because I'm recording this, uh, you know, the same day I did that, and I'm just trying to get a whole bunch of podcasts done in one day, so uh, hopefully I don't have to kind of, you know, eat my uh, own foot on this one, but yeah, I'm sure you guys will stick with me for that, because, you know, I trust you guys. You guys have been with me this long. What the hell is another few uh, months, right? <laughs> so, anyway, uh, thanks for listening to Rocket with Your Card Out again. Go to Twitter and follow the podcast at Rowico Podcast. That is R O W Y C O Podcast. I don't know why I uh, kind of stumbled on the podcast i couldn't remember if it was um podcast or pod i think that's what it was so anyway uh you can follow me on twitter at jason Ariola, and you can follow my site on twitter at gamesandjunk.net um actually you can follow it at gamesandjunk it is gamesandjunk.net is the site yeah i'm really good at this 
And if you noticed that this podcast came out on a different day and maybe a little bit earlier than it normally does, that is my intention for the moment is I'm going to try to start putting these out weekly uh, since this podcast seems to be the backbone of the network for the most part. And since um, I'm doing it by myself, it's a little bit easier to hold myself accountable for getting these things done by myself. So I don't have to worry about scheduling with anybody. This is just a, oh, hey, uh, you know, just sit down on my butt, get some notes done during the week, pick out an album or pick out a soundtrack and kind of do that. So yeah, hopefully I can start getting these things out weekly. In the meantime, they might be a little bit shorter than you're used to. Well, they've been shorter for a little while anyway. So yeah, but I have every intention of kind of maintaining this. I still have some dream events, the bonus episodes planned out here. I just need to actually get the time to kind of sit down to do it. I think I've got a schedule kind of figured out here so hopefully i can get that happen in here for you very shortly so um you know alex messenger in particular i want to say thank you for uh, the understanding in the dream events and how much work can go into them and the patience in how uh, infrequently they come out so i believe that is everything as far as the podcast goes again i want to thank you guys for listening oh no no one more thing i'm sorry uh go ahead and go to any of the uh pod cast services that you listen to and go rank us over there rank me over there i don't know why i'm talking about me and multiple but yeah um yeah go ahead and go to itunes or whatever it is these days and just give us five star rating i would really appreciate it it will help with the exposure of the show and again if you can go to patreon uh you can kick in a dollar you won't get any sort of reward for it but if you can afford that but you can't afford three or five dollars i completely understand that even a dollar would be a huge help in this time of uh um, let's say (laughs) i want to say financial uncertainty for me but uh, you know kind of right there so yeah anyway uh that will wrap up rocket with your card out so until next time thanks guys great I knew that groove was in your heart.